What's happening, RSL Nation? It is your boys, Adele and the the Baker. The Baker. Tunanu, tunanu. I back at you with another Scarf Life podcast episode. Hey, Baker. You always complain about my openings. How do you like that one? That was a pretty good one, right? It was staggered, multiple levels of energy. No, that was mostly not good. I think if we're going to be like, I hound you. And, and most of our nation probably is familiar with this. But like literally, for most podcasts, it wasn't so much at this time. This time we were just kind of, sh- you know, chatting. But I'm always like, we have really... Well, not really nice equipment, but we have semi-nice equipment to record this podcast and like have like proper music intros that like don't assault the ears of our listeners. And for whatever reason, you refuse to figure out how to hook it up to your machine. I'm and insulted. So, I am insulted right now. No, you know I'm right. I truly believe that the people, the the, the nation. The my city, my club, my nation, RSL nation folk do not, I repeat, do not tune in for catchy sound bites and music bits like dun-na-na, dun-na-na, or no, I, I would agree they don't. What was our, I can't even remember our intro song anymore. It was a pretty good one. It was, I go back and listen to the old podcast. They tune in for the soothing, wonderful voices of us. That, that we then interrupt with really dumb opinions. Right. There's that. So let me tell you a fun story real quick. I don't remember signing up for this, but okay. Real quick. <laughs> so you know me. I like to live on the edge, experiment a little bit. You're talking to the guy who did chicken wing reviews for a while because he was inspired by the guy from, um, oh, crap, what's the name? Those were so bad. I forgot about that. Those were so bad. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. So so I still do it. All right. Um, so I've done so many different things over the years. By the way, RSL Nation, please do me a favor. Do not, please do not go look up my chicken wing reviews. For the love of God, let, they're let, not worth let it. Me, let me give them like a, like a slight, <laughs> slight preview of what they can look forward to. So it's you, and and for some reason you were convinced that this was like part of like quote unquote supporters culture. Like we're gonna yes, eat chicken. It is before a game or something. I don't really remember the the connection there, but so you'd go to these like wing places or places that serve wings. Yeah, I like usually chicken a bar wings. or something, right? And you'd order something like medium spicy, maybe slightly above medium, and right. you'd like start eating, and you'd turn on. It was just your phone because you didn't have like a nice camera. And that's fine. Most phones this day and age come with nice cameras. But, like, you held the camera right up to your face as you're eating spicy food. So it's this, like, bald Balkan man who's just, like, (laughs) profusely sweating. And it's, like, way too close to the camera. And it's just like, what are you doing, man? Like, you're making... It was awesome. It was total amateur hour. It was so bad. It was. You're right. It was total amateur hour. And I stopped doing it. I might still get back into it when I have more time. I, I mean, we don't even have time to do podcasts on a regular basis. How can I do a chicken wing review? Yeah. Yeah. Listen. Speaking of which, we did say that last week would be a good week for a, a two-episode podcast, and we didn't do the second episode ever. 
Well, well, we said early in the week it would be a good two episodes. <laughs> By the time the week was close to being closed, it was no longer a good two episode week. Right. So, Thursday rolled around and it was like, oh, this seems like work right yeah. now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It seemed right back to like, ah, okay. But anyways, that's not the point. This okay. Is, yeah. I was trying to tell you a quick story. You were saying story. a story. Yeah. Okay, I was go, telling go you a quick it. story. So, you know, you know what I forgot? Just before I started the chicken wing review, I just, I literally randomly started a YouTube channel called Random Dude Reviewer. Okay. Listen me out here. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm listening. I put out three reviews. Are One chicken, was a chicken wings. No, none of them are chicken wings. That's a step in the right direction then. Three reviews. All right. Review number one. Burger King Burger versus McDonald's Burger. Okay. Okay. All right. The next one was Big Mac versus Whopper review. Okay. And the third was an olive oil review. I mean, the name speaks for itself. Random dude reviewer, right? Okay. Yep. I did that for literally a day. And then completely was like, done. I don't enjoy this. Seems like work. I don't like work. You know me, right? Mm -hmm. So I was looking through my Gmail accounts the other day, and this email comes up. I'm like, what the hell is this? So I check it out. It takes me to my uh, – actually, no, no, no. Hold on. Backwards, backwards. I was – I went on YouTube. Okay, true freaking story here. I went on YouTube because I'm out of olive oil and I wanted to see an olive oil review. Okay. And guess whose olive oil review comes up first? I mean, I'm hoping it's not yours, but I guess it's mine, dude. That's got to so, be like a YouTube thing where they just like show you your own video first. So since then, it had 3.9 thousand views. Okay. 35 likes, nine dislikes. Who the hell dislikes <laughs> an olive oil review? There are 11 comments, and I have 14 subscribers. All right? There you are, Salmation. 3.9,000. By the way, in case you're wondering, Big Mac versus Whopper, uh -huh. 721 views. And Burger King Burger versus McDonald's Burger, 21 views. None of this can be right. This can't be real. You, you, this can't be real. It's real. Okay. See, I was going to make it a quick story until you went down the rabbit hole. Anyways, um, I wanted to get, uh, I said I was going to start with a funny story. It's a funny story, don't you think? I'm looking yeah, for I'm, all I'm, of all I'm reviews. literally looking at this. Yeah. 3.8K views <laughs> yes. one year ago. It says 3.9 on mine. It was more like two years ago. I'm not sure where the one year ago comes from. Oh, it's probably man. like less than two. So it just says one or something. Yeah, so, no, that's that's definitely. Yeah, there's eleven comments. Yeah, there's people See like, all the, like how how are why are people disliking it? I, I mean, the biggest comment was the bowl I'm using. <laughs> well, I, I don't know that maybe maybe you've got outdated, but oh no, yeah, yeah, use white bowls all the same. Yeah. Yeah, so it's five. I don't know, man. It, it's it, it really it really goes to illustrate that 
you put anything on the internet and including this podcast there's yeah. an audience for it there's there's always someone willing to listen i mean jesus christ almost four thousand people are listening to me on olive oil and and, and just so our salvation is aware no nobody should yeah, dude, the Big Mac versus Whopper has 721 <laughs> views. That's 721 views too many, in my opinion. You, you, I don't know. I've, I've, it, it makes me worried about the future of just society. Yeah. Well, yeah. well I mean, look, at the end of the day, at least I didn't throw a hundred person party in the middle of a global pandemic and someone got shot so yep, there's, there's always that the right side here so our nation listen all i'm saying here is if you if you start seeing some pushes for olive oil reviews or if you have some questions about olive oil you know what let's do it right now i'm gonna, I'm gonna do it right now what are we in like 15 minutes into this and we haven't talked a, a lick about footy yet it, it's 10 minutes in and we yeah. did bring up sam johnson having 100 yeah. people plus parties. accidentally so here's what i'm gonna say when we post this, because I'm just giving out scarves left and right these days, right? Uh -huh. Yep. Because why not? I have them and I want to give them away because otherwise I'll throw them away, right? Because there's so many. Well, not that many. We're down to like a small box now. The very first person who in any comments asks about an olive oil review, scarf. There it is. Yeah, I mean, while we're at it, like, you know, it looks like Kirkland, Pompeian, and Lucini. Yeah. Hey, guys, let's throw throw some ad money our way at this point. Like, we're 10 minutes in. <laughs> Eight of that's been spent talking about olive oil. You know, like, we could use some new mics. And all of those. So I, I'm i going to get into olive oil for a second. I did my research. They're real olive oil. There's a huge conspiracy theory out there. Most olive oil is not olive oil, just so you know. So... Mm. Come talk to us about olive oil. Yeah. Apparently, and or about burgers. Well, significantly less so about burgers. I mean, let's. We're, we just became the olive oil guys. I'm. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> <laughs> no looking Anyways, back now. Let's get into some footy here. Yeah. Well, might as well. Uh, so so uh, I think we're gonna mostly talk about the Portland game on this one. I did want to point out that since you just mentioned it, well, you didn't really mention it. You alluded to it. So the Sam Johnson thing, um, a, a couple of kind of interesting tidbits, and I posted one of them to the page and on Twitter, um, not so much the other one. The first is that, so the MLS has obviously roster sizes, roster rules, international slots, which fun fact, Arstel still only has seven to most other clubs having eight because we traded ours away permanently, I guess. Way, way, way long ago. That's a fun little story there. Um, but Sam Johnson no longer occupies an international slot for Real Salt Lake. He's been, like, officially moved to the unavailable um, section of the roster, so he doesn't count towards your cap. Yeah. Um, so it's looking like... So he's off the books, is what yeah, you're saying. Basically. Um, and based on his social media, it actually looks like he might be back in Africa. Um, so, you know, if that's the case, like, don't expect to see Sam Johnson anytime in 2020. You know, and I think yeah. realistically, ever, ever. again. Yeah. yeah. Might as well at this point. I mean, look, we're in a free fall. 
we'll talk about the last game a little bit. I mean, give me give me props here. I called it. You did not. Okay. Yeah, I don't think you said two one, but you did say a win. I said a win. Yeah. I don't know what the win was going to be like. I mean, do you think I would have predicted more than a one goal win at any point? And do you think that win would have been with with shout out? No, shout out. No way. So, anyways. Um, well, it wasn't. It was a 2-1. Exactly. That's what I mean. I wouldn't okay. have predicted a shutout. So, look, might as well. Let's just... At some point, things can be good, but they are bad enough at the moment or in the moment where it's just time to move on. It's true for work. It's true for relationships. It's true for family. It's true for anything, right, that you can think of. It's also true for athletes on sports teams. I will not drop the fact that I think Sam Johnson could have been one of the most prolific scorers RSL has ever seen on its roster. I think he had the skill set and the nose and the smarts for the nose for the goal that someone like a Sabo Rio had, right? Uh, and I think he had more athleticism than someone like a Sabo Rio. That guy could have been over the last couple of years one of our top goal scorers. I'm talking like 15 plus a season. We chose to not utilize him that way. He, Sam Johnson, well, not just Sam Johnson. There have been others. But Sam Johnson is, in my opinion, the most recent picture mm-hmm. of what is wrong with RSL behind the scenes. Right. Where, you know, if if my my spouse goes off shopping, but I'm the one cooking. Okay. She's not buying the ingredients I want for the meal I right, want to right. make. This, this goes back to the whole front office not talking yeah. to the coach. Yeah. The yeah. front office is buying ingredients that the chef does not want to use to make his meal in this sure. case. So I, at this point, what I'm saying is might as well, man. Pull the trigger. Get rid of him. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think it's it's pretty clear that they are, as, as you put it, pulling the trigger and they are going to get rid of him. I think it's only a matter of you know, da-na-na, time. Da-na-na, da-na-na. Um, I, I I don't think it's as simple as like oh like let, let's be really clear. I think that uh, Elliot Elliot Fall our new GM and the front office that he kind of has around him is they are out of their element. Um, I don't think that they are especially good at uh talent scouting and the and you know have the ability to sign talent. Um, I don't think, not, I don't think it's, I know for a fact that Sam Johnson wasn't, you know, he, he was under Craig, uh, Craig Weibel. Um, but, but I don't think it's as simple as like, you know, we're, we're getting players that Freddie or whoever the coach is doesn't want to use. I think in Sam Johnson's case, especially as kind of news are coming out and as you hear players talking about him he might have not have been like the best teammate man like like here's the thing yeah absolutely you're entitled to you know not everyone needs to be friends and not everyone needs to be chummy but a a, a team a soccer team like like a lot of offices tends to function better when everyone's getting along um and and i don't think it's as simple as like hey freddie doesn't know how to play this guy or we have coaches that don't know how to use a striker it's sam johnson was kind of a prick apparently um yeah why didn't you buy him Right. Well, I mean, you know, there are thousands of examples of, you know, people acing an interview and not being the right candidate for the job. 
and maybe Sam Johnson's just a really good interviewer, you know, to, to use, yeah. to use the office analogy. Um, I think, I think looking back at his time at RSL, it, it is obviously like super frustrating because, you know, I, I agree with you. Like when the dude is on, he's on, he's, he could have been one of the best strikers in the league. He had, he had the P word. Promise. Potential. Potential. Same. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. He the, all of the raw ingredients are there, um, but yeah, man, it it just I don't know. Towards the end, I don't think he wanted to be here. I think he was kind of done. He had those really weird interviews when he first got here. Um, you know, I'm I'm excited to see what that role is going to look like a year from now. But as things stand now, I, I got to be honest with you, man. I'm I'm glad he's leaving. I same here, and and. You and those who have been listening to us, all six people throughout the last year plus, well, since Sam Johnson has been here, no one understand or remember that I'm one of Sam Johnson's biggest fans, right? I love that guy. I mean, I don't know the guy. I don't love the guy. I love what he brought to the field. I thought, look, man, sure, you want to have a 100-person party and shoot some folks over the weekend? Cool. I mean, not cool, but you know what I mean, like, Show up to the game, score me a goal, and I'll look the other way, right? You want to be a jackass to, to players? Ah, yeah, it sucks. I don't want you to do that. But a goal a game makes all those troubles go away, in my mind. Yeah, right? yeah. There is that. The output Having, justifies it, but he wasn't there. Right, he wasn't there, yep. but there was a series of reasons why he wasn't there. So look at this, the situation being what it is or what it has been and still is over the past year and a half or so. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of glad it's, it's done. I hope it's done. It's over. I hope we don't have to keep him on the books for years. Remember Yura? We were still paying a salary like two years later. Yeah, I, I, mean, I do. That's I, a guy we could have used last year, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad it's over. I'm glad we pulled the trigger on it. Da-na-na, da-na-na. And yeah, I, I see what you did there. Um, yeah, yeah, I, 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 you know, I obviously don't know the specifics of Sam's contract, but I would imagine that RSL, you know, in this specific instance, has the ability to, I mean, he's he's essentially done at the end of the year anyway. The, his next year was a team option, and, you know, obviously RSL isn't going to exercise that. Yeah, anyways, all right, move on from Sam. It's been good. Yeah. It could it's been, have been way lot better. It's been Things fun. It's are. been real, but it has been real fun. And it's been there's a long there's a long list of players with whom it could have been a lot better. Right? A lot better over the years. I mean imagine Burrito staying. Yeah, yeah. Having I mean, to leave. It's I, I I at this point I kind of feel like that striker role has been cursed since it's, it's totally since cursed. Sabo left. Um, yeah, you know I, I yeah. yeah Jason Christ we had Sabo and that's it. That's our twenty year history. I mean not twenty fifteen year history right there. We yeah, had two really good strikers, and <laughs> don't forget people hated Sabo when he was here because he was quote unquote lazy. Dude, far as I'm concerned, bring out like a hammock out there all right and lay in it for 89 minutes right get to the 90th score me a goal we good <laughs> not a question will be asked from me 
of you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I know quite a few fans that were, uh, you know, he doesn't defend and he doesn't do his part. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. his job. Yeah. I mean, there's something to be said for, you know, every man a defender. Um, but yeah, yeah. It, it's as far as strikers go, Sabo was, uh, was definitely a, a breath of fresh air. A specialist, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, work hindsight's, in a big company. Hindsight's twenty twenty. I don't do. I don't. I don't do financial aid. I don't do marketing, <laughs> right? It's not my job. Why would I do marketing? It's not my job, right? And you move on. You specialize in the jobs you do. I'm good at my job. He was good at his job. Move on. Anyways, we'll see what happens next. Right. I have no idea what the hell next year is gonna bring. Like whoever buys this club, and all of its assets with it. Mm-hmm. Next year is a complete crapshoot. I am I am completely at this point. I'm calling it right now, and we don't have to go into it. Ourselves not making the playoffs next year. Next year is just a complete rebuild year. That's the year where we actually are figuring out if some of those academy players are going to work out. Uh, if we're we're going to buy a couple of big players because whoever buys the club wants some attention, right? Um, yeah, next year is going to be worse than this year. Is what I'm saying. Right, right now. Well, let's see who buys the club. Yeah. But in the meantime, we are in the season where we are. Sure. And how much more this season RSL would it be than the last game? I, I, I see what you meant. Like how how much more of how much more indicative could have led the last game been as to how our year is going? I literally said that exact same nah, thing you, without you, the you, word indicative. You said it weird. You said it weird. You're specifically talking about RSL's lovely, well, maybe not lovely, very entertaining 2-1 win over the uh, Portland it Timbers. Lovely. It was awesome. It was beautiful. We just beat one of the best clubs in the league. Yeah, yeah. After uh, a three-game was... losing streak against Scrubs. Yeah. So, so exactly exactly a week ago, uh, yeah. RSL hosted the uh, the Timbers. Um. From the city of Portland, for from Portlandia, yeah, two one win. Um, it was we we kind of got some guys back uh, in the lineup that that were missing, or you know, it was it was good to see some familiar faces. I guess is really what I'm trying to say. Um, and yeah, RSL managed to hang on for a two one win. I'm gonna go ahead and be honest with you, and I know we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves. I definitely thought we were going to give Portland enough time to tie it up. Well, we're not getting ahead of ourselves. I think, I mean, that's that's the that's the game. I was watching it the whole time. First of all, I mean, Demir scored, no biggie. Who else scored? Um, Douglas Martinez. Uh-huh. For and Real Salvador. In the right goal. He did manage to figure out the whole goal. Here's what I think happened. So he has that game, what was that, against Vancouver? He has the own goal. I think he's just like, he's so good at scoring that he sees a goal. He's got to pounce on it, right? Like it's just in his DNA. And I think Freddie saw that as a coaching opportunity. and was like, hey, just just the one, go- one goal is ours. The other one, no good. And That's I think, and I think, story. I think he learned and, and now he's just going to be like the top striker in the league. That's a very cute story. I, I do actually, like that. So I'm going to make a prediction right now. Mm-hmm. How many games do we have left? Five? I think four. like four, man. Four. Yeah. We, we have to skip one. It, well, yeah, it depends on the, if the Colorado game is ever going to be played. Here's my prediction. 
Next four games, Douglas, by the way, apparently it's Douglas. He, he did write us back on Facebook. Did you know? Oh, he did? Yeah. He, he doesn't speak English. Oh. Yeah. It was very broken. I did not know that. I'll be honest with you. Yep. Yeah, yeah. No. Well, no, because it was from my personal account. It wasn't from a mm. page account, I think. Okay. So, yeah, he said thank you, a couple other words that he doesn't speak much English. You know, whatever. Right. So, not ready for podcast. Because, yeah, you know. Fair. You know, That's you know, very man, fair. You and I are English language masters here, man. We're tricksters. Here's my prediction. Douglas Martinez scores three more goals before the season is over. He scores three more goals before the season is over. Correct. Oh. Three more goals. Yeah. Before the season is over. Y yeah. I, I mean, as far as like competition for his role, he essentially, he has none. So he's basically guaranteed a start. And I just looked at <laughs> Yeah, but up. he was starting all season anyways. He wasn't scoring. Wasn't yeah. Yeah. It's so, yeah, it's so we've got the FC Dallas game. San Jose, LA Galaxy, Sporting Kansas City, and maybe Colorado. I doubt that Colorado thing happens. Right. That's, so, that's so by Colorado's none, none of these, and yeah, before the these... season is over, without the Colorado game. So let's just pretend that there are four games left. Right. Three goals. Yep. Yeah, I, I think that's doable. None of these teams are like defensive juggernauts by any stretch of the imagination. I think between San Jose and LA Galaxy, we're going to see a couple of like eight point games or eight goal games. Uh, I could see that very easily happening. Yeah. I could just as easily see him score like an own goal and go totally dry, to yeah. be totally honest. Um, well, here's, here's my other prediction. Yeah. We make the playoffs. We're making the playoffs this year. So I have two predictions Ooh. now. Okay. Douglas. Yeah. Three more goals before the season is over. Mm hmm. And RSL makes the playoffs. I could actually. I I'm gonna say I don't think he's gonna do three goals, um, but I do think we make the playoffs uh -huh. barely. Yeah. Uh -huh. Well, yeah, barely is a given, right? Obviously, right. But barely could be third place, right? right yeah, as far as points go, third um, place could be one point away from ninth by the right. time it's all said and done. I mean, we're not getting third place. Don't get me wrong, but it could be. Sure. Okay, so let's get into the game itself real quick. Right, so I got to right, ask, so, what did you think of, of Douglas Martinez? Um, I thought he had the exact same effort that he always has. Dude fights, runs, hustles, scraps on the field. I can see why they keep playing him, right? It, it makes sense why they're playing him because... Well, I guess now we don't have a more skilled player. I would have still preferred the pre-shooting Sam Johnson over him any day of the week. Right. Right. Because he also scrambles. He fights. He scratches. He runs. He hustles. Right. He, sure. he does. I mean, you can say whatever you want off the field. That's what he does on the field. He's always done that. I don't remember ever sitting here thinking – Man, that Sam Johnson is lazy. He's not trying, right? Yeah, that's so, fair. Having that's said fair. all that, I think Douglas Martinez had his usual game. The only difference is that 
that one, well, one of the opportunities he had, he put away. It was a nice put away, cool, calm, collected put away. I love it. It had, here's the scary part. It had, it gave me visions of Omez Garcia. It it wasn't kind of an Omez Garcia-esque goal. I, I think that's actually very fair. So kind of, that's kind not of a, good. That's not a, good. No, that boy, that dude, that 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 magnificent human being showed up with a whole lot of potential. Yeah, I loved what he showed up with, and then that was it. I mean, <laughs> what we yeah. saw in the very first game was a ceiling, which was good enough. I mean, he had a decent career with us for a couple of years, right? He did. Yeah, him, him, and Plata were boys. They're yeah. still boys. They're probably, yeah. So. Yeah. So, anyways, um, Martinez—he's—he's our—I mean—he's our central forward the rest of the year, whether we like it or not. And sure. as I said, my opinion on this has not changed over the past two or three podcasts. I've said the same thing: a team whose feature number nine is Douglas Martinez, right, is not a contender for a championship. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think anyone who's watched, you know, more than two games of soccer, uh, of MLS soccer this year is going to disagree with that statement. Like, like, and, and here's the thing. We're not, I'm, we didn't start this podcast with like intention to like go around roasting Douglas for, or Douglas Martinez for, uh, yeah, no, we started this podcast with the intention to sell olive oil to our <laughs> customers. Right. Kirkland olive oil. Um, no, it, it, it's, you know, like, I, I think I'm saying that like, I'm, because I think if you, it, it's safe to say that if you tune in somewhat regularly, I, I think it's safe to say that we're not exactly fans of the kid um, anymore. But, yeah, I mean, he, he was, we, we were he was pleasantly surprised early on in MLS is back. Sure, um, but yeah, like like I think at this point, it's it's safe to say that he he's just all right, uh, at least for now. Um, you know, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe his confidence just is at an all-time high, and he's just going to tear up the world. Um, I don't personally see it. Um, I, f- for me, his goal was extremely frustrating. It, as frustrating as you know, having your team finally score after like a three-game losing streak can be. Um, it it he obviously put it away very nicely, and I'm not I'm not trying to discount his goal. Like it, it took skill to beat the goalie or beat the defender that was essentially acting as the goalie, and you, you know, you got to put it on frame with power. To, to quote one of the great philosophizers of our time, it, it improves your chances of scoring. It does improve your chances of scoring, but but to me, it was the type of thing where it's like that goal didn't necessarily happen because of anything Martinez did right. Like he was at the right place at the right time. It fell to him. But that entire opportunity was essentially created by uh, by uh, Aaron Herrera and and Demir Krylock, you know. And, Aaron and Herrera, not, MVP. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Talk talk about you know the kid being the truth. But but like Demir, you know, splitting his defender and 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 kind of causing chaos on that Portland back line, and Aaron having arguably one of the best games of his season on top of the fact again. That he's had, again yeah. right is what caused that goal but like 
you know, you can't pull up the video from that goal and say, hey, do this again and we'll get more goals. Like, like it was kind of fluky. And that's the part that I mean by frustrating. And, and he's not good at that. He used it this time. He hasn't been good at that throughout the season. Listen, man, all I want to say is this at the end of the day. I'm going to have to belabor the point. Yeah, he's not going to be the next Sabarillo. I still think he's going to go on a run for the rest of the year, score three more goals before the season is over. And I think we will probably give him more money next year because that's all we do unless we get a smart owner. I think he's a good guy to bring off the bench if he's your starting guy. You're not winning anything, man. You know, let's get into the rest of the guys for just a second, man. I don't even want to talk about Demir. I mean, Demir is just Demir, right? There's, there's literally one guy that's consistent in this, in this team over the past two years, and that's Demir Krylov. Another goal, another great performance. When he's not playing his consistent self, that is weird. I, like, it's super weird. The other guy, and this might be my front runner right now for the MVP of the season so far, is Aaron Herrera. Holy cow, man. Yeah. That dude is just balling this year so far. Yeah, yeah. hundred percent, you know, uh, like, you know, uh, agreeing with, with that. Um, it, it's, I'm trying to remember who, who Portland essentially had, you know, guarding him, um, uh, but yeah, it, it, it's he wasn't one of the like nine charas they have. No, no, it's uh, uh what's that? The, Just kidding. They only have two. Oh, it's that. Couldn't, couldn't, he's got that weird name, Konechny. Oh, yeah, it's that Konechny kid who in the in the midfield. Um, yeah, the dude like gave Aaron Herrera all the time and space in the world and. Aaron Herrera used it. Um, yeah, I, I actually think that the entire 90-minute segment, for me, the man of the match, is Tamir Krylock, just for everything he did. But a very, very, very close second is is Aaron Herrera. I we, We've kind of alluded to this in the past, and I'm going like, to keep saying until it becomes a reality. The dude is going to be a regular fixture for the U.S. men's national team. He just Maybe. needs a few. No, there's, there's like. Well, okay, you know what his competition is, right? Yeah, I mean, you know that that this competition the, is starting for Barcelona right now. Yes, the the, the right That's, back situation for the U.S. men's national team yeah. is pretty great. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I think. I don't know, man. He's he's just got he's got something. Um, def, definitely a dude that. Um you know, to paraphrase you, is one of the guys that could be a part of a championship team. Yeah. He, he's one of the, like, three dudes on that pitch that I'm like, yep, I can win with that group. For sure, three. Maybe maybe four or five, but it's him, it's Demir, it's Toya, right? And then the other, like, the others are X-Factors, maybe Nedim, but, but Nedim only right now, right? Two years from now, Nedim is probably not right that kind of caliber. Um, I would like to say Pablo. Pablo is my surprise of the season so far, but I'm not. I'm not ready to put money on that just yet, right? Like, give give me more than a few games in a Corona season. Sure, but I mean, he's one of my three dudes. I'm like, all right, I'm building a new championship team with reasonably acquirable 
MLS players. Lemire, number one. Right. Herrera, number two. Toya, number three. Keep yeah. those guys. That's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, so, I, you know, I, I think to go back to the game, alluded to it, Aaron Herrera, just all the time and space in the world. He was just whipping balls into the box. Demir Krylock kind of, you know, ma- makes a run, essentially creates the opportunity for uh, Martinez to get the goal. And then that second goal, you know, we knew that RSL is good on set pieces this year. Turns out hiring a coach that only coaches set pieces was not a bad move. <laughs> um, you know, for that specific thing, yeah, yeah, ended up ended up working out out all right for us. Um, I think unsung hero, like this was important for me. I made a note of it to bring up Silva, like. If you go and watch that second goal off of the, you know, the the corner kick, Marcelo Silva does his best like linebacker impersonation and literally blocks two uh, Portland players, like just just bodies these guys, um, giving Demir all the time and space off that volley and he just buries it. But yeah, like huge shout out to Demir for tagging that ball perfectly first yeah. time, and then. I don't know, man. Just just watching him, Silva. It, it was a very Luke move. It was like I'm well, gonna M. do this Silva, thing. I will say this, M. Silva. I mean, I talked about those three guys. I just talked about M. Silva is one of those guys I would totally have on my team to build a championship team. He would not be a starter other than in the regular normal world, like that Wednesday midweek game, right? Yeah. Or like a cup game or whatever the hell we're playing at that time. He, I mean, is there a more consistent just picture perfect professional than m silva i mean dude comes in never have you ever heard any drama out of silva no man i I think he just like wants to play soccer and go fishing on the weekends that's it yeah makes a decent living he's like i'm here i'm good right he's on he's not like not trying we get frustrated with him once in a while again m silva is not if my starting center back is M Silva, I'm not winning a championship. Right. But if I have an M Silva on the bench that can play like that every third game, that you know, for, for rotation sure. sake, that you don't get you don't get much better, right? Yeah. Unless yeah. I mean, we're, we're talking reasonable stuff here. You know, right. It doesn't like, get much better in the MLS. He's yeah. an incredible backup center back. Yeah, and and I think it's worth you know it's worth noting that not that long ago, he was. A, a starting center back for yeah. Real Salt Lake, and and it's, you know, like and and he, it wasn't the type of thing where he'd be on, and I'd be like worried. I I do think he's he's maybe good for a, you know, pretty catastrophic mistake, maybe once yeah. every three games or so, <laughs> from what I could tell. Well, um, maybe not once every three games, but like once a quarter. Or I mean. We'll have to agree to disagree on the frequency. Like, like he's definitely not like, you know, w- w- without error, I guess. But yeah, like he's good for three miserable mistakes a year. I would say three to four. That's that's my thought. But yeah, but maybe like Nick Romando used to be right, good like, for one a year. That one sure. every year there was that one. <laughs> yeah, like I'm gonna try something fancy and then I get the ball taken yeah. away from me. Yeah. And and when I say catastrophic, I'm talking about like, you know, his red card or something. But I also think he makes like you know, 
maybe one or two, maybe not catastrophic mistakes, but like smaller but definitely noticeable mistakes once per three games. Yeah. So yeah. I'm still overall good so far. Anyone else stand out from that last game? I mean, look, uh, a lot of people played well. Sure. All right. This is kind of crazy, but I think it's, it needs to be talked about. For the first time in what feels like this year, I was begging for Kyle Beckerman to come on a lot earlier than he did. Kyle Beckerman mm-hmm. came on with maybe like, I think something like seven or eight minutes left in the game, kind of a, you know, run out the clock situation as it were. Um, but once he did, and, and you know, like let's, let's acknowledge the fact that Kyle Beckerman is not a young man anymore. But once he, like that was the scenario that I want Kyle Beckerman getting minutes in. You, 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 we've somehow managed to get a lead against. I think if what we're going to be honest, especially in the later stages, later stages of that second half, was a better team. Like, you know, let, let, let's let's call it what it is. I Portland. mean, general in, in general, a better team in that specific game, a team that was gaining on us, definitely. Yes. Yeah, they they made some very good substitutions that kind of changed the game and. RSL played a little more defensively. Bringing Kyle Beckerman on was like a great, like, I'm going to make this messy. I'm going to, you know, get some fouls. I'm going to, you know, just, just put me in the midfield and me and, uh, and, and Chara are just going to go at it for a little bit. And I'm, I'm, that's the scenario I want Kyle getting minutes in. And I, and I honestly, like I said, didn't, it's the first time I'm saying this in literally a year. I wish he would have come on sooner. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I cannot disagree with you. I, I think exactly, Kyle came it, on and, 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 a, and did what he's supposed to do, right? And actually really executed. But he's also good for a couple of bad mistakes. Just didn't have him this, this this particular game. What do you think about like the ending of the game, man? I was getting super nervous at the end. Because uh, I was... So, <laughs> I, let's be clear here. RSL Nation and the Baker, mm-hmm. I called the win. All right, you did, but I you didn't believe it. it. I po- oh, I posted it on the page. Did you see that post? I did. The Baker and then you had Adele on the other side. Yep. And most people agreed with you. I folks, I don't hate you because you did that. Well, maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit. Don't ever disagree with me. I understand these things. <laughs> All right. Nice. On the real for a second. I was a little in disbelief going into the second half. We're up. A little bit. A little in disbelief. Because I'm thinking, all right, he's going to come and catch up. And sure enough, the first 10 minutes of the second half, I th- I thought we held our own. I was like, all right, maybe we will not lose. Because you would have seen it. You would have seen the mental change in the approach coming out of the half into the second half. And then about 10 minutes into the second half, it seems like, to me at least, it seems like the whole game just changed. Right? Like suddenly, I think the players, here's how I see it. The players got the same feeling I got, which is, holy cow, I can't believe we're actually winning. Let's protect it. Right? Now, it's one thing for me to think that, or you'd think that, or the fans to think that. I don't think I want our players to think that. 
So that's how I came across in the last 30 minutes or so of the game, man. We were we were significantly and drastically the lesser club on that pitch. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's watching that game and, and watching the kind of scrambling, you know, pack it in defense, you know, especially after that first Portland goal. Like, you could kind of, I don't know, you you could feel a little bit of panic in the air. Um, I, I think it's worth noting, like, and I think I alluded to this, most of Portland's, like, defensive line was essentially the backups. You know, we're talking about dudes that have this year played, like, six, seven, eight games. And not a lot of those were as starts. Um and so I think RSL's dominance, especially in that first half and the ability to score goals and, and you know, punish was some key mismatches in our favor that then were remedied in the second half. You know, I I don't think that, you know, if, if that's a championship game and Portland starts like their best 11, and they go for essentially the full game at full strength, I'll be honest with you. I, I think that that game probably ends a little differently. I, I don't think RSL's, like, solved their problems by any stretch of the imagination. No. Um, you know, like, like Portland came into this on a five-game winning streak. Um, and, and, you know, RSL kind of looks like, one of the weaker teams in the West right now, one of the weaker yeah, teams at Portland. We have a three-game losing streak. Exactly. We? So, so if you're Severisi, you're going, hey, if I'm gonna, you know, if I'm gonna start some, some backup guys, this is probably the game for it. And well, you know, thus, it, it, thus the saying: never half-ass two things at once, whole-ass one. So screw them. They came in what they came in. I did not like the lineup we had, either. I don't think it was the strongest lineup. Now, don't ask me how how I would have made it stronger, sure. right? Because that's a whole different thing. But yeah, I hated the lineup, right? But anyways, we mm. are where we are. We, I, we I was Portland, gonna say, and it, it, again, it's, it's the most twenty twenty RSL thing there is, which is you go on a three game losing streak against teams virtually lesser than the one that we just played, minus one of them maybe. And then you beat this team, and you look pretty good for two thirds of the game. That, that's just that's just the most RSL thing there is. Any other takeaways from the game? Well, I mean, you know, Miram looked good. He uh, he came on for roughly half an hour, I want to say, just under. Um, you know, very calming presence. I I do think RSL had some good chances to, you know, and and it's 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 kind of crazy that a 2-0 lead at home is one of those things that, you know, feels unsure, and it did end up being unsure. The game ended 2-1. Um, but, but I think with the addition of Miram in, in that second half, RSL had some chances to maybe get three or even four, and I think you really close the game out. And and I think if you're facing opponents that are heavily rotated and you're rested, you got to punish them for that rotation while you can um especially given our lack of 
an ability to keep a clean sheet. Yeah, no, I, I can't disagree with you there. I think you're on the right path. Um, look, man, at the end of the day, we won the game, three points, good opponent, and that keeps us right in the thick of things. I think I said this a couple of weeks ago. All I want at the end of the day is to go into decision day, have a chance. That's it. I don't want to be out of it. Just can we just make every game till the end of the season, which could literally be four more games, just meaningful. That's all. Make it meaningful. Sure. Let's talk about Colorado for just a second. Um, RSL has four games left. Right. That's not including any potential make-up game against Colorado. Yep. Which which was well, just to be clear was supposed to take the care was supposed to take place this was, weekend. Yeah. So Colorado is, if I remember correctly, five or six games behind now. What the hell do you think are the chances that the MLS just lets them keep playing? At what point do you just say, all right, guys, thanks. It's it's too much. We will just put you at the bottom of the West, leave you where you are. And, yeah, everyone that's supposed to play you it's just gets a bye. Like, it's not like anything matters this year at the end of the day, right? Right. Yeah, so like, it, it's do funny. You, the teams to have more games, do you just divide them by game, or what? The so hell? yeah, they they actually are looking at making a, a PPG points per game like a primary metric, um, or you just make them forfeit the season. So the last time Colorado played uh, was nine twenty three against San Jose. Um, it looks like that they actually will play a game against Kansas City this weekend, this Saturday specifically. So it'll be. I'm curious to see if that actually ends up happening. Um, but but yeah, like like at this point, you know, short of them playing a match every two days, which which given the MLS might actually happen, um, mm-hmm. th- there's no way they make up those games. Um, so so it is. It, I am kind of curious to see what ends up happening. I hope they don't start looking at points per game as the, you know, as how you decide the standings. Well, you only go to points per game if, but they're eliminated, right? It it seems like they should just be out of the running, right? And the only reason you go for points per game is because there are clubs in the West who, who were probably supposed to play them, like us, who did not get to play them. So, do you throw in a different substitute match there? Look, for all I care, I kind of, I kind, you know, it'd be kind of cool. I wish they just create a schedule where they play a game every two days. Every two days, right? Right. Just throw, screw it. Who cares? It's twenty twenty. What's the worst that could happen? Well, I mean, you know, I know you're act- asking that rhetorically, but the worst that could happen is somebody ends up hurt. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, like. And, and and maybe it's the type of thing compared, where Colorado compared doesn't... to an international worldwide, you know, pandemic. Eh. Yeah, I mean, I, I get what you're going for. I, I understand what you're saying. It, it it could also be the case where Colorado just forfeits those missed games because even even now, having played essentially five games less than a good portion of the you know clubs above them. They're sitting at 19 points, and the playoff line is currently at 21. So, <laughs> we were behind them to last game. Yeah. 
late in the month. Like yeah. like they've they've been successful. Maybe they fancy their chances and go, okay, we'll you know give a point to each of our com- competitors for the games we didn't play or whatever it may be. But let us play the rest of our games. And if you're Colorado, given their current form and given the form of the teams around them, you you probably like your odds of making the playoffs. Well, you don't give a point. Wild. You give three points to everyone you forfeited against. It's a three-zero score, basically. Right. That could. The the only reason I didn't say three points to everyone you forfeited against is because then that could make the playoff line suddenly seem. Yeah, out of out of reach. Right, exactly. So right. if you forfeit, you're giving everyone three points. This just happened in Italy, Napoli Juventus a couple of weeks ago, where Napoli was supposed to play Juventus, and the 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 medical whatever authorities in in Napoli would not let the team leave from the airport because of the situation in that area. And, uh, yeah, the Serie A decided that, well, it goes, uh, those rules do not supersede their rules, and thus Juventus was awarded a 3-0 victory. That's, that's three good points. to know. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I mean, that's the only way that could work. If you forfeit, you can't give them a draw. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'd suddenly draw every, or forfeit every game you'd think you can't win. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now you're setting a precedence. Um, I really think at the end of the day, they just they're just gonna say, "All right, Colorado, thank you. You're not gonna you, you're out." Right. Everyone that was supposed to play you, those points don't count. Those games don't count. Right. Sure. Um, maybe they can go as far back as, uh, and say like everyone has played them. Those points don't count. I'm sure there are people full time on staff who are trying to figure this out. Right. Yeah. I don't think it's reasonable to expect them to make up six games again. I would love it. I would tune into every one of those six. So MLS, if you're listening, I know you are because you keep, you know, you, you, they used to send us like season desist letters. Play them. I'm you. You got one pair of eyeballs on, guaranteed. That should be enough reason to set up those games. Remember, we just have to play one of them. Right. Yeah, yeah. It, it's there's definitely no, like you know, there's there's no easy answer and. Yeah. I, I don't envy the, the schedule makers. While we're on the topic of, you know, weird schedules and weird imbalances, the Supporters Shield will officially not be awarded this year, which, oh, thank God. Jesus Christ. Okay. I'm so. <laughs> yeah. That would have made me lose a lot of faith in, like, the decision makers. Because right. I was so happy with what they did with MLS's back, mm-hmm. minus the missed marketing opportunity. But whatever, right? right. Um, oh yeah, that would have that would have totally made me lose a lot of um, faith. So that's really sure. cool. All right, so that's off the table. Right. So, but it is kind of interesting, and a lot of people are calling this out on like Reddit and stuff. So the the committee or whatever I forget the name. So the I don't know how many people notice, but the reason the supporters shield is called the supporter shield is because literally a bunch of supporters groups wanted to have a trophy essentially for the highest, you know, the best record team in MLS that year uh, because the league only awarded the MLS championship. uh, We call them Euro snobs. 
Just so you know. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of like an attempt to, you know, mimic what a lot of the European uh, yes. leagues do. So, yeah, the supporter shield is literally handed out by uh, the supporters groups. There's like a bunch of supporter gr supporters groups that elect a panel, and then that panel decides on this thing. Um, so the language that they used to justify their decision was kind of interesting because they they didn't mention the whole like an imbalanced schedule. Their primary reason they claimed for not awarding it was because they viewed the fact that there aren't supporters in the stadium for a lot of these teams. The reason that a supporter shield shouldn't be awarded. So supporters supporters groups now have lawyers. Well, so I, I mean, I'm sure they do. It's a, it's kind of a, you know, like this is a big organization at this point. Um, but so, so as you think about this, I think if they were to formally like call out the fact that it's imbalanced and that that's the reason, that's now like that's that's the season. And so I think they're worried about essentially giving, you know, giving more fuel to the fire of the supporter shield being not being an unfair trophy because of the imbalance in the normal year right Un under normal non-covid circumstances not every team plays every team the same amount and some teams don't play each other at all so i think people right. their their logic was well if we say that the imbalanced schedule is the reason Maybe next year, when we have an imbalanced schedule again, people will say, "Well, why are you still, you know, awarding a supporter shield?" And Which when, is a valid argument, right? When you think about it, like, so you know, not playing, what's what's a team? Uh, you know, not calling one out, but like not getting to play FC Cincinnati three times this year, like that's a nine, a, a plus minus nine point swing. That can be as much as eighteen points. So, kind kind of worth. All right, man. So let me let me talk. We're thinking about. Let me talk to the nation real quick. Because we are scarf life. I don't know who this supporter group thinks they are, but it sounds like it's made up of a bunch of lawyers. So they just lost any respect that I already didn't have <laughs> for them. Um, that is the dumbest, stupidest, most loyalistic thing I've ever heard. All right, we as supporters, we are scarf life. We want to determine the best teams. Who is the best team in the country at this point? We have a predeterminedly pretty bad system as it is. Our teams, unlike the European teams, which is th th this whole supporters shield BS, I get it. But also it's flawed in so many ways. You know why in Germany it makes sense that the team with the most points at the end of the season wins the championship? Because every team plays every, every goddamn team. team plays every other goddamn team the same amount of times. And, right? and it's not even the same amount of times. It's one away. One exactly. Home, home yeah. and away. Yeah. That's how it works. Right. Also watch your language. Watch your profanity. Guess what? England, same thing. France, same thing. Italy, any major league in a country, in the world has that thing. We are beyond that for many reasons. Dude, the state of Utah is bigger than this country of Germany. Do people not realize that? 
I don't know if that's factually true, but it is it's close. close. Very yeah. close. It's very Not close. by population. Population, I mean, they're like 90 yeah. million with like three. Right, but you're talking land area. Yes. Yes, yep. So I don't know who the hell this group is, but you know what just happened? You just raised my interest in this group. So that's my, I've been looking for a boogeyman, man, and I just found him. Right. So, <laughs> her. so it's actually, I mean, it's 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 literally the supporters groups, like, you know, Timber's army. Dude, the, the, do you the, know who represents RSL and the supporters groups stuff? I think it's the Royal Brigade or whatever. We know half of them. Right. I, I get that, but like yeah. So so I don't I like those guys. I don't want them representing my interests on the national level as far as the league is concerned. Sure. Right? Uh, so just to be clear, that's that is the just the silverware that we're talking about. So like the Champions League spot and all everything that comes with being like the, the first things that matter are still happening because the league yeah. all determines that. Of course. Yeah. Of course. So it's funny that you mentioned that somebody on Reddit did an overlay like two years ago of what what MLS travel would look like if all of the teams were based in Europe. And we're literally talking like regular matches. So like weekly occurrences between like the UK and Turkey. Yeah. Like it's it's the same yeah. size. Like like if you yeah. think about like Vancouver, like you're like, you know, you're flying yeah. five I mean, hours think... to face basically any East Coast team. I mean and, and and you know what? It might be doable. But the league is already beyond that. The the Premier League has twenty teams already above that, right? You're thinking, I mean, think selfishly, think Salt Lake. What's the furthest place you can fly to in the MLS from Salt Lake? What, Miami or maybe Montreal, right? It yeah, can't go it'd be further. Montreal. Yeah. yeah. But you do that trip once a year. I mean, sure. one each, but still. And then you sit at home for two weeks and someone else shows up at your house, right? It's doable, but we're beyond that. We, right. we, we have decided, we have decided as an organization, meaning the American soccer base, that we're not going to go down that route. We're going to go down the route of the NBA and the NFL and the MLB, which is where we have divisions, well, conferences, and eventually, let's face it, divisions, right? Because they want this like fake, um, what's it called? Rivalry. So RSL will play Colorado three times a year, right? But Montreal once every three years. That's how it's going to end up being. That that's that's how the NBA is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're so you're correct. Get out of here with the supporters shield bullshit crap. Yeah. yeah. They should just get rid of it. And I honestly thought I would never say that out loud. Yeah. It, it's it's a valid idea, but like, guys, are you on board or not? Like, you cannot be like, I want the supporter shield. And I want to give it away and make it mean what it really means. Because, oh, my God, I love those those passionate people on the social medias. And like, well, the supporter shield winner is the real champion. Like, really, asshole? Really? Did you have yeah. to play LAFC three times this year? I really, really, I, I, I mean, I get what you're getting at. I am, I hope that Seattle never wins the supporter shield again. Because the year they did, I remember Siggy Schmidt. R.I.P. 
Yeah. And all of, you know, Clint Dempsey and all those guys doing interviews for what little, because I think the year they won it, it was kind of like an LAFC situation there where they won it with, you know, with some, with some games to spare. And literally they kept going on and on about how it was the championship everywhere else. In yeah. their defense, I think the schedule was still balanced at the time. But yeah, so more, annoying. More balanced. No, no, because yeah. it, it, it was. It was every team played every team. But it's the championship everywhere else is the dumbest. Yes, dumbest. a horrible reason to do anything. Yeah, that's, like saying, that's like saying, yeah, uh, officer, why did you pull me over? You did 75 miles per hour in this 35 school zone. Like, well, yeah, but on the it, highway, that's legal. Like it doesn't matter. <laughs> I I hate your analogies, but I get what you're going for on that one. Yes. Anyway. So, yeah. Plus, I mean, anything Seattle says, gotta disagree with. Yeah. There's on that. principle. It so, is just okay. I don't know. I, I didn't know there was yeah. an actual organization, which is sad. Which I kind of. Like, yeah, man. It's like the supporters. Takes I don't the time know. to actually put. Anyways, never mind. Yeah, this was supposed to be like a quick little fact. What ended up being a better part of the yeah. podcast. We yeah, do a have forward. a game this yeah. weekend. Uh, yeah, um, we're pl- we're playing Texas. We're playing one of the Texas teams, FC Dallas. Yep. Um, I'll be honest, because of the nature of the year, and FC Dallas is probably one of the teams in the West I know the least about. Um, but what I do know is that they're currently in scheduling hell, essentially. So... I have their their schedule up, um, ten fourteen. So the same Wednesday that we played, exactly a week ago, they had a game against Sporting Kansas City. They won that one zero. So props to them. Yeah, that's yes, that, that, that's pretty badass. Yeah, it's a good win. Yesterday, so that being ten uh, twenty, they had a game against Nashville, which they ended up losing three zero. So that's six yeah, days. Yeah, there's. MLS gonna MLS, right? Exactly. Well, I mean, Nashville's actually been kind of on a tear lately, but that's neither here nor there because we literally might not play Nashville this year at all, so I don't really care. Um, They play us this Saturday, so that is four days of rest, essentially. And then four days after our game, they play Inter-Miami, and three days after that, they play Houston Dynamo. So I'm hoping that these guys are just looking at their schedule, looking at their flights. And, and, you know, by no means as RSLs get, like, remainder of the schedule any easier. But essentially not having that Colorado game really, I mean, it gave us north of a week break. Like, the team could actually have practice. Um, So I'm really curious to see what that that dynamic is. And, so, and that scheduling me, conflict brings to the game. Let me ask this question. I have, I, I have no idea about Dallas at all this year. Like you said, very little. I have no idea. Yeah, I can look at those numbers. I don't know what a strong lineup for Dallas looks like. I don't know what a mediocre lineup looks like. I have no idea if they would roll out like 11 players that basically says we're throwing the game up front, what that would look like, right? It's been a weird year for everyone, including us, including the teams. And honestly you know, even personally and professionally. So I haven't had enough. Ch- like in years past, I wouldn't know who the big players are for Dallas, right? I have no idea what that looks like this year. But let me ask you this question. 
you called it out. You said we were going to have north of a week since the last game, which has that's been a minute since we had that, right? It's been since like the the <laughs> the carryover from like phase two to phase three, whatever the hell we call that, or one to two, that we had this many days off between games. RSL being in the situation where it is right now and the Western Conference being what it is right now, do you think in your mind, if you are the coach working for this proverbial new owner of RSL, is there any chance in hell you bring out anything less than your absolutely strongest lineup for three points? Any chance? Oh, if you're RSL? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No way. I mean, you, you've, you've, you've had, what is that? Essentially 11, 10 days, um, to rest everyone, you know, guys that maybe picked up a bump or two or, or, are healthy. I don't think anyone is under the yellow card suspension and no red card. So, you know, you so may, I, may, may I dare available. to say this, what's up? It's a must win. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think so. I always got mad at you for like these, like really dramatic, like it's a must win every game, six points, but given the nature of the season, given the nature of how many games are left and given the nature of how tight the West essentially is. And the fact that every, like the teams above us are also the teams that we're playing. Yeah. Literally. Given the nature that you got a little more mature and older and you realize my wisdom. No, no, no. Like and, most, and now, most, no. And now you're Absolutely. retroactively thanking no, me no. and saying, oh my God, you're so right 20, all this 20, time. Thank no. You. 2021, when this all returns to normal, I'll be calling out your melodramas for what they are. <laughs> but in this scenario, every game left is a must yeah. win. There, there, There are, and then especially given the fact that we don't know what's going to happen with Colorado. We, you know, like we don't know what's going to happen to those points. Every game left is a must win. Like, and you're playing on a week's rest against a team that's been off for three days, right? Right. Like you gotta like that's 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 about as close to a layup as you're going to get. And I hate that I just said that out loud because whenever I feel like it's as close to a layup as that you're gonna get. RSL like trips over their own two feet. Oh, wait till we get and, to like, predictions. Yeah, gives the ball. I'm, to their I'm going for my fourth player. in a row, man. I, I'm on a three-game prediction correct streak. You're I'll definitely not. Oh, you definitely. Got the last, yeah. You got the last one right, and that's it. Nope, I got the one before right. No, I got uh, the exact score right. It was three-one. No, no. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. It's a good thing we record these because you can literally yeah. look it up and prove it to me, including a timestamp. Yeah. But you're not going to do that because you know you're not. Um. I mean, you know, you mentioned it. Like, I'm, I'm listening. What do you think? Oh, we go into predictions, or I mean, is there anything else to talk about with FC Dallas? No, there, there's not much. It's a must-win game. RSL has to come out with the absolutely strongest lineup. I'm, I'm going to ask you the question: What you think of what the strongest lineup is? Because you and I might differ slightly. Because now there's my boy Sam Johnson is no longer there, right? So. But I think uh, let's go walk through this real quick. All right, so goalie, I mean, Putna is, is a done deal, right? Um, Nedum and Justin Glad in the center, done deal. I'm assuming we agree on these things. Yeah. Uh, Herrera right, Toya oh, yeah. left, yep. done deal, right? Sure. All right, now I guess a slightly tricky, but I would say this: Pablo in the yep. middle, yep. done deal. I would say if healthy, um, Everton. 
in the middle, defensive, done deal. Sure. Uh, since Albert is still out, my replacement there is uh, Damir, done deal, right? Um, I need Corey Baird, done deal. Right. What not? How many am I in? I can't even remember anymore. You, you, you're basically on the wings, so you've got Corey Baird. Yeah. I think you have another um, winger and then a striker. Yeah. So at this point, it has to be. I mean, it has to be. Um, what's his name? Miram. Um. No. No. I, I would not start Miram. Miram is a good bench player for me. Okay. Then it's Jason Douglas. Jason I would. I would uh, no. I would say yeah. Douglas Martinez is starting at nine. Right. Um, so I think and, the only and, thing you're missing is another winger. Yeah, on the right side it's uh, Chang. Yeah, I, I, That's I it. probably wouldn't disagree with that all that much. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll bet you a dollar and a burrito right now. That's exactly how the lineup is. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. The maybe the only thing that's different is uh, Douglas doesn't start. You play Corey as your kind of, you know, striker. And you bring in um, Miram to start yeah. the game, and then yeah. your first sub is like Miram out, Douglas in, Baird mm -hmm. on the yeah. But yeah, I, I, I can think... also see I can also see um, Everton not starting because he's for some reason not in the favorable book. No, I think he's yeah. currently not medically cleared to play. Yeah. So I mean, obviously that that makes a difference, right? Y yeah, um, and if he's not available, then I think you you know. Honestly, Nick Beasler had himself a pretty great game against Portland. Like, Nick there's Beasler a guy who didn't always talk about. has himself a pretty decent game. Like, so, yeah. I, don't, I don't know why he's not getting more time under this current regime. But that, that's that's the lineup, man. I mean, we're talking plot one or two, maybe three at the very most changes. And in some cases, it would be the same names just being switched around, right? I mean, yeah. let's just say let's just say it this way. Uh, I think Justin Ladd has to play. Nedham has to play. The both of the left and right wing backs have to play, right? Sure. Dundeal. Damir has to play. Has to play, right? Corey Baird has to play. Forget positions for just a second. Pablo has to play at this point. I mean, we're down up to like seven players already. Yeah, yeah. I mean there'll be very little like movement. One one of the one of the good things about lacking the depth we lack and and here's the thing just because there are names on the list doesn't mean that they're that it's real death depth uh not, not to call anybody out but like holt shouldn't be starting so like to me that's not Never. Real, that's not real depth uh yeah so so yeah the, one of the abilities of lacking actual depth on the roster is the fact that it does make predicting our lineup really easy and maybe not exactly yeah. where, because a lot of these guys can play so many positions pretty yeah. well. Some um, of them, a few of them. I mean, yeah. you have no idea where the hell the mirror's going to play. <laughs> right. I mean, he's kind of like your Swiss Army yeah. knife that you can use a thousand yeah. and one different ways. So yeah, I mean, I I think for given what we've seen of Freddie thus far, I think the lineup you read off is extremely likely. Well, thank you. So what you're saying is I've been right all along and no, you wish I mean, to apologize. It's... You wish to apologize for years of disagreement despite being proven incorrect all this time. So yeah, man, it's uh, I'm not even going to acknowledge that cuz you know it's just a lack of options. So all right, let's let's get into the the game. Here's what I'm predicting. Let's hear it. I'm predicting a draw. 
Yeah. I'm predicting a 1-1 draw this weekend. And you know what the sad and or good thing is? I might not be able to watch the game. So it's all you, baby. All you on the social medias. Um. 1-1 draw. 1-1 specifically. 1-1 draw. What I would say is this. For the sake of keeping my streak going to four, mm-hmm. I will say draw. But I want extra points if it's actually 1-1. One, one. Uh, okay, you can have the extra points if it's 1-1. One, one. Tell you what, take the extra point if it's not 1-1 one, one even because apparently we're counting points for something. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, are you, what are you thinking? I actually think just given FC Dallas's current state, you know, g- given, given some of the issues, I, I think RSL gets the win. Um and, and I think we just have a good, good old-fashioned one-zero win. All right. Just remember, as per the page, you have never gotten one correct. I'm not even. I'm not even gonna like acknowledge that with an answer because as per the page. Look, man, I'm gonna I'm throw up a graphic. Stop throwing up the graphics. They're good graphics. They're not that good. We're an hour and like 20 minutes in. Oh, we crap. haven't We're said anything. No, we said a lot, man. So we, we have predictions. Uh, look, man, I'm still stick through. Uh, I'm sticking to my previous predictions. Now there's three for our cell nation takeaway or scarf life nation takeaway. I still believe by the end of the season. Um, what's his name? Douglas Martinez. Douglas Martinez is going to score three more goals, right? I believe RSL is going to make the playoffs. Uh, 2.1 prediction, not going to be home field advantage. Um, And I think that this weekend is going to be a draw. Bonus, Colorado will be disqualified from the rest of the season. So I just made five predictions. Give me five of yours. I'm not going to make up predictions at the hour 20 mark. It's not, it's not making it up if you know what you're talking about. What's your five predictions? I just told you I think we're going to win. That's I one. Told you, I told you that I think we make the playoffs. Two. I disagree with your thing about, you know, Martinez. I don't think he scores three out of the next four games. Okay, that's a, that, that, that's, that's a half-hearted Easy I'm, I'm, one. No, okay. I mean that's you, you. I'm not gonna sit here and you know, on the spot get specific. So that one's out. Um, what else is that? You need two more predictions. Yeah. Um, we have a new owner. <laughs> before, I'm gonna say a new owner is public knowledge. So maybe not like formally announced by the club, but it's the type huh? of thing where it's like the worst kept secret in Utah. Yeah. Where we talk, have, talk. 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 Where we have a new owner, uh, November, end of November. So, Ooh. yeah, I'm timelining that. Before That's... end of Thanksgiving break, you think we will have a new owner announced? Not yes. announced, but it will be public knowledge. Clear who yes. it is. November 30th, our RSL Nation will have a very, very, like a north of 80% chance of knowing who the owner is. Oh, I wish you were right. I, I'm rooting for you on that one. I, I think it's going to happen. And I think, you know what? I'll tie my fifth prediction to that. And I think this is a safe one. It's not going to be 
anyone we've heard of thus far. It's not going to be any of the groups. It's not going to be uh, the Qualtrics dude. It, you know, it's not going to be Josie Altador's group. None of those people. That one feels very safe because I genuinely believe that. There okay. you go, man. That's five. That Count scares them. the hell out of me, but hey. Read them and weep. I hate that fifth one. RSL Nation, Scarflife Nation. Sorry, we took a it's little. It's not Scarflife Nation. That's not a thing. Then it is soon. No, I'm, I'm quit, teasing. Quit. No, stop. Stop teasing. Stop coming up with new names for the same podcast we've been doing for the last three years. It's been fun. <laughs> took longer than we anticipated. The Baker wanted to go into some details. Yeah, we're gonna throw a graphic up. The Baker thinks we're gonna win one zero this weekend. Mm-hmm. I think we're gonna tie one one this weekend. And you know what? It is election season. Let the people vote. I'm just saying, your graphics, they tend to not have a third option. It, it's There are people who might have a different... Right, there's no third option. We, we live in a two-political system society. Maybe, two- maybe comment what people... Th- well, you obviously of- always have the option to comment, yes. I'll uh, tell you what, man. You mm-hmm. make graphics this weekend. We want it live by Friday morning. It's Done. probably not going to happen, but all right. Well, then, beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> Fair enough. RSL Nation, it's your boys. Uh, hope you enjoyed. If not, we can't fault you. Um, and we'll, <laughs> no see you we'll, we'll see you next week. You listen, you buy. You, you get what you pay for. Bye. Good night.